Hello, everybody, and welcome to the June 23rd, 2018 lesson here, uh, Lessons from the Dojo. I am your co-host, Master Patsy Zorilla, and with me, uh, pretending he's from Mexico, is our other co-host, Master Grant Miller. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm, I'm not in Mexico. I'm here in Russia watching the, the great Mexican team winning their second Viva Mexico. Look at all these people walking around me here in the square. I had to, um, so I got my best Mexican colors on. Um, I got my, uh, you know, San Miguel. Well, this is actually, this is actually Philippines beer, but, but that's ah, close enough. And then uh, I got my green shirt, uh, just, just as, uh, you know, cause I left my Mexican Jersey, uh, away. and I got my Chelsea hat on because we had a famous Mexican player, uh, Davila went to Chelsea for a time. So yeah, I'm, I'm here having a great time celebrating Mexico wins and, uh, how's Argentina doing? I didn't get to see their games. Did they, did they win? Did they? How they do? Easy group, wasn't it? They they are having a memorable World World Cup. <laughs> I like that memorable. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's it's borderline historic at this point. <laughs> oh, I'm too hot for too hot for the jacket. I'm going to switch this Chelsea hat here. I'm going to switch it with uh, Charleston. So. Oh, you're 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 representing now, I, I suppose. I'm representing. <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, there's something that I wanted to. I got this. I just wanted to read these things off, and this is basically what these people think. And when I say these people, what I mean are white Anglo-Saxon Protestant leaderships in the White House. Steve Bannon about this crisis down in the border. I don't think you have to justify it. We have a crisis on the southern border. Now, that's what he said. That's a quote. I'm reading his quote. And unfortunately, a lot of people are echoing that statement. A lot of the supporters are echoing that statement. Uh, Rush Limbaugh. Scenes playing out on the border are an entirely manufactured crisis. Now, how how he came to that conclusion, I don't I don't listen to to Rush, so I'm sure he's uh, probably talked about it for three hours, but you know, and people who listen to him probably are, are you know shaking you know nodding their heads in agreement with him. But uh, again, manufactured, yeah, we manufactured it. <laughs> so okay, um, then okay, Kirsten Nielsen. Now, how waspy of a name can you get? Congress and the courts created this problem, and Congress alone can fix it. Not my problem. That's what she's saying. Not our problem. We didn't do it. It's Obama's fault. Why don't we blame Obama? Why don't we just blame the Democrats? Okay, another quote from Sarah Sanders. It's very biblical to enforce the law. Now that, that is just, now that is outstanding. Uh, that's classic. That is classic right there. And then finally, Jeff Sessions, we're doing the right thing. We're taking care of these children. Wow. I mean, what is he smoking? We're doing the right thing. It's biblical to enforce. What are these people smoking? Um, it, I'm, I'm curious what their, their comments would be if, if, the, the same scenario was, was, was going on on our northern border, if it would even happen there. But assuming it would, what would their comments be then? 
Oh, and we, we, the army would be marching in. We'd be bombing them. He just, he just hates Trudeau that much. Yeah, I mean, well, well, and of course it wouldn't be, it would be somebody else's fault. You know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be their fault. It'd be somebody else's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a, a topic we're, we're, we're going to get into here, you know, in, in, in a little bit, I, I, I think. Uh, I, 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 there are very few things in, in, in the, these last 50 years for me that has kept me up at night and just made me very uncomfortable and not, not only uncomfortable, like when I'm alone, but when I'm, I'm around people who actually voted for these folks because you know there were a lot of a, a lot of, of of people who were pretty much in the middle who kind of had questions and, and kind of worried that 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 these guys were a little off the deep end and i don't think anybody thought that they were this bad but they're they're starting to show their true colors, and you know, when, whenever things start going going wrong, whenever you, you don't start to get your way all the time, whenever you, you face adversity, your your true colors shine through, and you're starting to see this more and more because you know you you, you had you had uh, uh, the DHS secretary sit there and 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 say Congress and the courts created this problem they can fix it well that's just that's flat out not true yeah they created the problem but you know it, 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 first of all you're, you're talking about a problem that when it whenever it goes to the courts is a misdemeanor okay which means they are, are, are separating parents and children on a crime that is the equivalent of trespassing you know, I'm going to go to work tonight. I'll, I'll be working a security job tonight, and if I uh, have to 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 call the, the the local police department because somebody uh, is 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 acting in a way that's not proper and will not will not uh, listen to 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 my uh, instructions to leave, the police will come and they will take him away, and he will be charged with a misdemeanor. According to our DHS secretary, that's reason enough to take his kids from him, because that's literally exactly the same thing we're doing. It is exactly the same thing. And how you can get this piece of shit, Steve Bannon, to sit there and say, I don't think you have to justify it. Well, yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, you do, because you've got a whole bunch of people who, who simply are, are, are telling you you're wrong. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's a buck stops with the president, and he has the power to overturn these things. You know, if you want to argue, was it um, was it his administration's fault for getting us in the mess? I think you can go ahead and we can argue that. But I, I don't think that. Um, for me, the the real point is that okay, we got ourselves into a mess. And the, and the thing that really bothers me is the, the defending of the actions when it's clearly wrong. 
clearly wrong. In your gut, everybody knows that this is wrong. You don't do what they are doing, period. Now, you know, part of me says, okay, you know, part of me, unfortunately, I'm, I always follow the money. Who's getting paid? Who's making the money? Because in the end, that's what all these people are about. That's what, that's what they're all about up there, is, is making sure that they are set. Um, and, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure that they and their families are all set for lives. Um, so when you look at, okay, so who's, who's making, well, you know that these, um, these shelters down there, they're all private contractors, okay? And they, they are making millions off the government to, to um, provide the shelters, provide the, the, um, the, all, the, all the things that are being done. So when you look at it, what part goes, okay, well, maybe he knows, when I say he, I'm talking about the president, maybe he knows it's wrong. However, you know, a lot of uh, important people are making a lot of money and he doesn't want to piss off his golf buddies. I, I just think they're all flat out racist. But that 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 being what it is, you know, you you you, you there's a reason that, that that courts have 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 you know parameters to follow. It's not just this a, a simple, if you pardon the excuse, black pardon the the the, the, the gagler, black and white issue. Uh, you know, people are sentenced. From a range, you know, 10 to 20 years, 15 to 30, things like that, right? Because there, there, there are leeways. There are things that there, there, there's a, a discretionary thing that they, that you have. You know, it's the second half of the law, right? The first half of the law is is what is considered legal or illegal in, in whatever situation, and then the second half of that law is is how that law is enforced. Uh, you know how, how many how many times have, have have you been behind behind the wheel, and you're doing forty or forty five in a thirty five, and you go right past a a, a a cruiser, and he doesn't even give you the time of day. He doesn't even blink. He, he doesn't do anything. You know you're not really doing anything wrong. You're just driving, but technically you you're 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 breaking the law, and he could he could he could ding you up, or you do get pulled over. And, you know, you tell him, you know, it was a bad day at work, you know, yada, yada, yada. And he just kind of let you go in instead of, you know, hitting you for, for that three or $400 fine. You know, so there, there's, there's discretionary uh, uh, ways of, of um, enforcing the, the, the law. And, you know, the, uh, the Bush presidency and the Obama presidency both decided that they were going to take the low end of that and, and not, you know, destroy families just because they're trying to get a better life. Uh, the the, uh, the the Trump administration decided they're just going to destroy families. Period. That's it. They're just going to destroy these the, these families. There's, there's there's no reason for it. I mean, it, they're they're going to make the uh, the argument that this uh, this this gang, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, it, it is a threat, and so we have to 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 shore up our borders and and uh, separate families. And I, I I wonder how many of these three, four, five year olds have have, uh, have their gang affiliation set yet. 
you know, I really wonder how many of these, these mothers who are playing, uh, uh, you know, thousands of miles because, well, their, their oldest son was killed and their second son was, was you know, he, he's crippled now. So he only, she only has one left and, you know, her husband was killed on the way. You know, how, how many of these people are, are looking to get into this gang and, and start terrorizing the streets of Philadelphia, which none of these people who they say, you know, who are saying, oh, we care so much about them will even step foot in. So I'm, I'm, I'm really curious how, how, how and why people are, are even justifying what, what, what these clowns are doing. So you're talking, so, what you know, you, you bring up a good point. And I call it white fear. Take a look at, you know, look at, look at. Bannon, Limbaugh, that Nielsen lady, uh, Sarah Sanders, Jeff Sessions. First of all, just look at them. How, how white can you get, number one? Number two, do you think that they live anywhere that's outside of a closed, gated community with their own shopping centers inside? That's white fear. They are afraid to go out. You know, it's, it's funny when you... I've known people, and I've never could understand this. People, well, like in Pittsburgh area, there are people who will not go downtown. They won't do it because they're afraid. They will not do it. And in fact, you know, you know a number of them. Mm -hmm. They will not go downtown because they're afraid. Un unbelievable. My wife and I were downtown um, in, in Charleston, going to the uh, farmer's market, and I saw a white waspy lady who was looking and, and you know there was a it was a uh, it was a black farmer and and do you know she had to use the hand wash the hand sanitizer after she was touching the things oh. unbelievable i'm like hey lady yeah it's not going to give you germs <laughs> you know it's like what is wrong with you what is wrong with you i, I mean it, it white fright is is huge and and that is why we see some police officers go off the handle it is why we see in our courts such a miscarriage of justice uh, a white guy gets charged with something they get they get two years a black guy will get 10. you know it it's it's proven um and, and you know we never people in our country especially white people don't know what it's like to live in perpetual fear of someone just taking you and throwing you in a jail and walking away and leaving you at, at their mercy. You know, I lived abroad. I lived in China and I lived in Japan where, where you know, whites are, are really looked down upon because of the colonial era. And I know that when I was in China, there was this constant dread of of because they I was being watched. One thing wrong is the only excuse that they need to throw me into jail, and that would be it. I'd be gone. No one would ever see me again. You know, and that's a type of fear that we don't know about in this country now. Black people know it very well. They live with it every day. You know, and we don't understand it. I, I'll never, I was watching a Jerry Seinfeld episode, and he was with that you know comedians in cars. And he was with, I think it was Chris Rock. I'm not sure if it was Chris Rock or not. But they're driving, and, you know, a policeman pulls him over, and a policeman comes up and asks him, you know, for Jerry for his driver's license, things like that. Well, Chris Rock was noticeably 
noticeably scared. I mean, he, he was, you know, you could tell he was not himself. And after they started driving away, you know, got a, Jerry got a warning or something. You know, Jerry started laughing. And he said, well, you know, it could have been a whole lot worse. They could have taken us out and beaten us. And, and, and you know, Chris Rock goes, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. And, and I'm like, Jerry, you don't know. You don't know. Because if it was just Chris Rock in the car, or maybe with maybe with his wife or brother or something like that, well, that becomes, that whole stop becomes something different and a lot more sinister. Could be, potentially. Could have been a lot more sinister and a lot more uh, dangerous for them. And so, you know, when we look at these privileged white people who, who um, are instituting these inhumane laws and then to have the balls to go to the UN, we're pulling out of the UN, uh, we're pulling out of that, you know, uh, what is it, humane society, <laughs> not humane society. The human rights, uh, um, yeah. I don't want to say human rights organization, but you, 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 we, know, we know what it is. And, and, and to say, and then to have supporters online back that crap up. Like, yeah, well, you know, North Korea is also not uh, part of, it's also not in that group there. <laughs> I said, we're, we're keeping good company here. And then I, I saw, I heard, I didn't see this yet, but I think it was a Daily Show. Did a, did a, uh, they, they ran the North Korean news uh, about the, uh, about the summit, and then they ran Fox News, and they almost echoed each other. Wow. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's good that we're good buddies now with Kim Jong Un. Oh, uh, you know we got we got we got North Korea and Putin now. So you know we we, we got <laughs> we, we got we got the, the the new Trinity here. I guess. Uh, you, you know my feelings about Putin. That that picture of him on a horse with no shirt. I mean, oh my gosh, I still can't get that out of my head. That'll get anybody, won't it? <laughs> he's, he's something else, boy. Uh, but, 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 you know, there is no, uh, you know, unfortunately, we need to make a huge effort. Um, and, you know, people want to throw money at the problem. This isn't going to be fixed with money. This needs people. People have to go down, and they've got to find the parents. And, and you know, there's got to be communication. This is going to be a huge effort to relocate the parents and the kids and put them back, get them back together. I've already started hearing reports about kids who are, you know, having nightmares that the men are going to come and take them away again. The kids have been, re, you know, been uh, given back to their parents. And these kids are having nightmares. Great. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. Just traumatize the, just traumatize these kids about the U.S. Not wonderful. Yeah, that'll, that'll keep them out. And then when they're down there and they, and they will have more motive now to join a gang and try to hurt us. Oh yeah, and, and, and you know you're already starting to to to, to see uh, r reports of, of of child abuse, of uh, of molestation, of uh, you know it, it, you're starting to see these things already. And, and you know the the the, the government bodies, the, the 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 folks that are doing this, ICE and and, and the lot are are going to do their best to to make sure that none of these stories get out you know they, they they're they're gonna fail but I, I I think they're gonna try real hard to keep to either keep it out of out of uh, the the mainstream to keep it up keep it out of the news or to uh, to, to limit how much exposure there is and you know they'll, they'll they'll they may or may not get rid of a couple of folks uh, and use them as, as fall guys as patsies and then you know the the rest of the folks are, are, are going to be able to get away with, with, with whatever they 
whatever they did, and, and no one's no one's gonna ever gonna question it. Yeah, it, it it's uh, and that these these kids about you know, uh, the the being trauma traumatized and every well that already happened. You know, as, as soon as you pulled that that kid from his parents, from his mother, as soon as you separated, uh, the 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 child from from uh, their their siblings, the the abuse and and, and the, the 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 traumatizing already happened. You know, the, it's just a matter of to what degree now, because all of these lives. 2,500 or so, you know, roughly lives. Oh, those are just the kids are, are irreparably damaged now. They're, they're, they're broke. They're, you know, as martial artists, especially as uh, instructors, you know, we take these broken people and we, we help fix them through the martial arts. We allow them to fix themselves, I should say. We don't fix them. We allow them to fix themselves. You know, I think we all have similar stories about of the good benefits of martial arts did for us, helping us move. And, you know, I think maybe as martial artists, we need to, um, we need to step, I don't know. It, this is a, it's a tough, it's very distressing. I am, um, I, I get, get sick thinking about it. Um, my stomach turns. I, I, like you said, you know, you can't, there not too many things to keep you up at night, but this is one of them. I, yeah, it's, it's really distressing. I got to, um, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to change the subject. I'm, I'm starting to get. I'm starting to get myself. I feel my blood pressure going up. <laughs> I'm gonna. You, you, were, you were. You were correct. And and and. I'm gonna start spitting out some pretty vile things here pretty soon. <laughs> so okay. So let's let's go down that road of of, um, of vileness. And uh, I gotta tell you, I think Messi showed his true colors in the World Cup. Ronaldo is number one in the world. Period. Uh, if you're if you're going to tell me that 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 Cristiano Ronaldo is the best striker that ever lived, I, I I can't argue with you. He's he's been that way since the day he stepped on the pitch for Manchester United. That's not what I said. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you're gonna you're gonna tell me otherwise, then then we're we're going we're going to have a a, a bit of a, a, a disagreement. Actually, we're gonna have a, a yeah we're gonna have a disagreement because I I always argue. If you want to see the the the, the difference be, between the two of them and and where where Messi stands out, they're 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 both deadly from the six yard box to the eighteen yard box. Uh, and if you want if you want to say that that, that Ronaldo is, is is the 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 better striker, again I I can't argue, but move further away. From the goal, move from from the from the 18 to the to the midline. At some point, as you're moving away from the 18 yard box, and probably when you get to around 20 or 25 yards, Ronaldo becomes less and less scary and less and less threatening. And Messi can kill you at the midpoint, at the midfield straight, and he he does it all the time. He he does it constantly. I I want to I want to see where. Ronaldo play in the midfield like Messi did for half of this year, who ended up still winning the Golden Boot. I want to see him try to play as a false nine. And whenever he can start keeping those numbers, where Messi is going from a false nine to a number ten, to to a, a, a an attacking midfielder. I mean, at some point during the season, you Barcelona's midfield consisted of. 
you know, you had Iniesta on, on the left side, you had Messi on the right side, and you had somebody as a holding mid. Um, go, go ahead and, 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 and let, let Ronaldo do that. And, and then we'll come back and we'll, and we'll say, you know what, you're right. He was able to do all that and still won a golden boot, still won the Pichichi. Okay, he, he's gone messy. But and, and until then, no, he, he, he's, he's, he's an amazingly gifted scoring machine. And that- you short, Jerry, you're shortchanging him. Ronaldo has played in the toughest leagues in the world, um, and he's uh, excelled at them all. He's physically stronger, bigger. He's got... Everybody's bigger and stronger. He's got more soccer prowess. And, you know, so he's not a midfielder, right? So they don't play him in midfield because they know how good he is up top. I think he could play midfield if they put him there. And, in fact, you've seen, I've seen him. You know, he, he's played. he's gone back and dropped back and played an outside left, outside right uh, midfielder. In fact, I think he excels when they do that because when he's up top, it's just like kick the ball to Ronaldo all the time. So um, I think he excels when they brought when they bring him back. Um, but, but, you know, one of the things that I think of when I look at, you know, who, uh, you know, to be, the, to be categorized as the greatest soccer player in the world is that you have to rise up to the level of the, of the competition and of the tournaments that you're at. Um, this World Cup, uh, Messi has faded. And I don't know if it's because of, I don't know if it's because of mismanagement by the coach, which could very well be. I don't know if it's um, he's just there's just too much pressure because I heard one of the announcers say that when Argentina wins, the team you know it's the team that wins. When Argentina loses, it's because Messi lost. <laughs> so that's a lot of pressure you put on your shoulders. You know, there's nothing. Um, you know, there's not a that's it's, it's hard to it's hard to deal with um, emotionally. And so you know you got to look at uh, you know emotional confidence, that type of strength, as well as physical gifts. Um, I just see him fading. Unfortunately, now, he still has a game to go, so and they can still have a chance. You know, this is where he needs to rise up. And Don't, don't forget, this is, the, this is the same guy who, who, who scored a, a, a hat-trick during their qualifiers in the last game in order to get Argentina even into the World Cup. Argentino score goes on to win that game three 0 on on a messy hat trick, and if he didn't show up for that game, Argentina's Argentina's uh, you know sitting with with Italy and the United States, you know you know we can share a couch with them and watch it all together. So to, to say that he he doesn't step up or can't step up, I, I, don't, I don't think is is uh, is accurate. I, I I think you're seeing a, a lot of what's actually wrong with RFA and and. There, the fact you look at the names that are that are that are on that in that lineup, that are on on that that's that sheet, it, it, it's insanity. I mean, th- these these guys should should be blowing people away. I, I don't even know if if, uh, if Gonzalo Iguain even knows where Russia is because he hasn't showed up there yet in two games. You know, uh, uh, Di Maria didn't even got go benched the second game because he he. You know who's better off sitting in, in, in the third row drinking beer? <laughs> I think they're being. Probably, I think he didn't think because they're running out. Horribly mismanaged. Horribly mismanaged. That coach doesn't know what he's doing. I agree. I, I, I agree. You're right. I mean, it's a team of all stars. It's like you got Le- LeBron James and Kevin Durant and 
you know, um, Michael Irving and, you know, if you pull all these great players from past, put them on, that's what the Argentina has right now. It's an all-star team. And right. you've got to have a special coach who's going to know how to mix those players up. Like for me, okay, I think Messi is much stronger when he is coming, like you don't, he's the player who, who makes things happen when something fails. You know, he's the guy who cleans up and then makes spectacular things happen. Not all the time. I'm going to give you a generalization. Yeah. But they should, they should, like, it seems to me like their whole focus is uh, get the ball to Messi. But we saw in the last World Cup or Gold Cup or whatever, when, um, when uh, Portugal was just trying to kick the ball to Ronaldo all the time, it doesn't work. Because then people just focus on that one player and shut him down. Um, what they need to do is they need to unfocus on Messi, play the ball out to the other players. And I don't care who they choose, pick one. But that becomes your main target. And now, if they want to, if they want to mark Messi, go right ahead. You're just now, now you got a guy who's out of out of action. Just like with the, um, just like with hockey, when they were talking about um, Ovechkin, you know, being such a danger up on the top of the circle, and people would say, well, why don't they just throw a mark on him? Well, because when you throw a mark on him, now that frees up all those other players to do things. And so I think that if you take, I would, if I was that coach, I would take a completely different um, stance with, uh, with that team. And, but I think, well, I still have some hope. I, I think that they are going to rebound. Uh, you know what? It depends on what the coach does. I, I really think if, if he gets smart and he puts those players and plays them the way he should, I think they're going to beat Nigeria and they got a chance. And then they got to hope for, um, was it Iceland to lose or somebody? They, they have to hope for Croatia to beat Iceland. Croatia beat Iceland, right? Um, uh, so anyway, I, I still I still hold out hope. I think that they can win. Well, Cro- Cro- Croatia is, is in. They, they they and they're and they're they're going to win their their group. So they literally have nothing to play for. They will come out of that group as the number one seed out of that group, regardless of what happens with the Iceland game. Iceland needs the, the win in order to, to, to advance. So if, if you think Croatia is going to going to start a, a, a good, strong starting 11, uh, I, I think you're being a little naive because they're, they're not going to. Um, if, if, if you watched any of the game, uh, the, 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 the last game, um, the, 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 the Croatia game that, that, that Argentina had, even whenever they were standing during the, the, the national anthem, if you watch the body language, if you watch how, how these, these, these guys were, were handling themselves individually, they were scared. They were not confident. They were not, you know, you're always going to be nervous before a game, right? I mean, how, how, many, how many tournaments have you and I gone to where, you know, you're, you're, you're nervous about competing, right? Even, even though you, you, you feel confident in your, in, in, in your ability, you know, I mean, you're always nervous before before sparring starts because you know you're going to get hit and even though you know it's like i i sparred against these guys you know last 10 tournaments in a row it, it, it doesn't matter you're still nervous the, these guys weren't nervous they were scared they they were beat before the the, the 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 they even kicked off and that was only after a loss you know after one loss germany has a loss you, they're, they're not going to be scared whenever they step on the pitch today brazil sure as hell wasn't scared spain wasn't scared 
And these guys were terrified. And I see no reason why that's going to change now that, that, that not only do they need this game, that they, they've shown no, no reason that, that, that they have any inkling of winning, but they also need help. They also need Croatia to win. And I'll be honest, I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna beat Nigeria. Nigeria is pretty freaking good. Yeah, yeah, they are, they are. Um, you know, that lack of confidence starts with the coach. Starts Absolutely. from the top. Absolutely. With this whole situation down in the south of the border, starts on the top. And lack of confidence from the coach, lack of confidence in the team. I don't think though, you know, like your comment about Croatia not playing full. I don't know. As a coach, you know, I coached high school, middle school. Uh, you know, when I was coaching soccer tournaments, even if we had the, the game in the bag, I I mean, uh, you know, like the moving forward, uh, we won our first two games. Doesn't matter what our third game is. Yeah, I'll get some other players in that maybe I win, but I don't I don't take my foot off the gas pedal because the moment you do that, the moment those players start getting lax, is the moment they think, oh, you know, they they, they take it down a notch. I never want a team to take it down a notch. I want them to go in, and I want to I'm willing to win six nothing. So, um, I don't know. It really just depends. You're right. I, it could be that Croatia comes out, plays all their second stringers, um, and maybe they just play for a tie, or they don't, or they play. They just don't care if they win or lose. They just don't I, care. I don't, I don't think they're going to play with the with the, the urgency and the the. Uh, I don't want to say desperation because it makes it sound like that that the, they don't have a chance of winning. But you know, let, let's say for example, you have you're 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 up one nil in the you know eighty second eighty third minute. Or it's tied one one or two two or you know whatever, or even you're losing one nil at that at that point. Are are, are you going to be happy with with the, the 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 result? No, especially if you're losing. No, you're going to try to win. But how hard are you, are you really going to try? Are you, are you are you going to be be trying and playing as hard as the team that actually needs that game? And what 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 if what if you're up? What if it's tied? It's the 89th minute in this time. It's the 86th minute in this time. You, you're going you're gonna to try for the win, or you're going to sit there and you're going to say, hey, you know what, what difference does it make we're in? You know, well, I'm talking as a coach, I'm talking as a player. I mean, if you get the opportunity, yeah, you're going to take it, but you're, you're not going to you're not going to go crazy and risk yellow cards and everything else trying to win back the ball knowing you're already in. Yeah, I don't know. I've always been a believer of you never take the foot off the gas pedal. You go hard every game no matter what, and you never stop. That that's that's always been for me. That's my philosophy. I don't know if everybody philosophy, you know, feel all the other coaches feel that way, but that's that's just me. But you know, putting your foot on the gas and keeping the gas going, the GOP is now pretty much Trump's party, and they are gunning for the green light. <laughs> like that transition there. Oh, that was a that was a great segment. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> so. You know, now that now that the Republican Party is Trump's party, I mean, it, it is. Is that good or bad for Democrats? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I I'll, 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 I'll give you a real, uh, a real CYA answer for you. I, I think nationally, it's, it's, it's good. I, I think locally, it's bad. And the reason I say that is because we have such gerrymandered districts now that I, I, I really don't think it's, it's going to. It, it's going to matter. You, you, you have in the House, you know, in the Senate. Obviously, that that's that's not the case because you know, there there are no districts in the Senate. You know, it's it's, it's your state border. That's it. Um, I, 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 
think that that it's good for the Democrat. I'll tell you what. Let, 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 let me let me let me let me rephrase that. I think nationally, it's good for the Democrats in the Senate. I think they have a, a better than average chance of of winning back the Senate. Uh, I, I don't think that they're going to win the House simply because of the way the districts are are, are uh, gerrymandered now. How's how's that? That's about that's about as, as generic as I can get. You um, touched upon a, upon a good point. That's the gerrymandering of the districts, and you know what that means is is that for years, and this has been something that's been in play not overnight. This has been years, decades in the making. Where the Republican Party and the Democratic Party too, they, they both knew this, but the Republican Party really took it up a step and started using um, mathematical equations to start um, divvying up the districts so that they would have a numeric advantage regardless if they win or lose. You could see this where, you know, uh, there are some districts where Democrats would have a, you know, five to three by victory, but by only one person goes, whereas Republican gets to send three. The party gets to send three. It's, you know, that was brilliant, a brilliant move. They didn't break the law because there's no law to break. Um, but they are, things are being tested in courts, in the courts now. And I hope that they come back and they say, yeah, this is illegal. This is, this is basically fixing the odds. Um, and uh, I, I think that uh, maybe we'll see in maybe, maybe four, eight years that we'll get those gerrymandering things out. But you are correct. Like in, in areas like rurals, western Pennsylvania, um, there you yeah, it's not going to hurt at all. No, and you know what? And, and you look at Western PA. You know, you you, you look at at at, at the, this this area, and I, I've said it before, and I, I I've said it to you, and I've said it to, to other people, in 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 this area especially, you know. If if Christ himself ran as a Democrat, he would lose where I live. He, he he absolutely would. And we are, you know, there's nothing but, you know, the 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 everybody has has their uh, their religion of convenience. You know, and I say that because they the only they only take the parts of the of, of 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 religion that that suits their their outlook. You know, as far as care for the needy and the poor, and you know that 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 was that's that's just propaganda. That doesn't really count. So these, these these folks would lose, or they, they they would they would they would vote whoever the hell whoever the Republican is running against Christ. He he Christ would lose this this, this he would lose Lawrence County. He absolutely would. There's no doubt in my mind. Did you see about that um that pimp, a real life pimp, who's uh, on the Republican ticket? No, I didn't see that. No, I look that up. Look that up. He's uh, I forget what state, but yeah, he's uh. He's a real pimp, real pimp. <laughs> He's on the Republican ticket. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But you're right, you know, um, religion of uh, convenience, like friends of convenience, yeah. religions of convenience. I mean, it tells you that uh, um, you know enforcing the law is very biblical. <laughs> that's that's a good one, isn't it? Right? You know, like whenever we own people or whenever we were sending people to, to gas ovens, yeah, we were just enforcing the law. We were being very biblical whenever. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know the part. You know the part that kills me is how how, how does a, a whole room full of, of of reporters, whenever whenever that 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 statement was made, how did a whole room full of people not sit there and say, "You got to be shitting me"? You actually really just said that. Yeah. You know, oh. I, I don't. I, I don't. I guess 
why it can't be a recorder. You know, you, you can't just you can't just sit there and take what people say and just write it down and and, and not sit there and 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 say you know what what the hell's wrong with you? You know, uh, we uh, I, I think it's because we we just we're just so much people's behavior and and how they act and react and, and, and things like that is so important and such a big part of of who we are as martial artists you know that that it, it carries a lot more weight i i i think you know we, we both know people who uh are very high rank or hold or hold a, a black belt who do not have physical skills to do so but their behavior their uh um willingness to work their attitude things like that are beyond reproach and and you, you watch them do uh a, a, well, a kata we'll say and it's just it's just not it's not very very done very well but you, you spend two minutes talking to the person and you sit there and you say oh okay well now i understand why 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 they hold the rank they do and I, I, I think that that we have such things like that are of such importance to us that we're we're able to to pick that out, and other people just the end almost justifies the means. You know, I, I don't care. I'm keeping brown people away so he can act whatever way he wants. You know, I'm getting an extra three dollars in my in my paycheck every month, so, or every two weeks or whatever it is. So I, I guess. You know the fact that he can say you know he can grab women by the whatever that, that that's perfectly fine that you know it, it doesn't matter the, the behavior and their their as long as it's being directed toward somebody else i'm fine with it and i i i i think that's where we as as martial artists struggle so much with with, with the, the garbage that's coming out yep i agree now how are you going to segue into the next topic i have really no way of segmenting it <laughs> but uh, well, in a way, I do because that really does kind of get into to my 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 biggest problem with 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 what I I, I, I see, and and that is you know the way our, our 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 government now kind of explains its actions or whatever they're they're called the task on. Uh, you know, I, I we you and I have have. Kids who are, are our students, and the one thing we never hear from our students, from either, from whether they're on your floor or mine, is whenever you ask little Johnny, "Why did you do that?" You, you don't hear him say, "Well, because little Stevie did it too," right? And, and that that's that's you know because we're we're not going to tolerate that. But as as soon as 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 pick a network, any network, I don't care which one it is. I don't care if it's if it's print. I don't care if it's online. I don't care if it's over the air. Any any person who 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 stands in front of or 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 sits next to Kellyanne Conway and says, "Why did the president do this?" or "Why did he say that?" What's the first thing she says? Well. So and so, you know, President Obama did this, or you know, President Bush did that, and the the person didn't ask her why President Obama did that you know, twelve years ago or fourteen years ago. They didn't ask President why President Bush did something twenty years ago. 
she's asking you why the president who is your employer right now did or said something and we always have this, this you know the what aboutisms that that's that's killing me and you're, you're seeing it with 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 just about everything that happens now and it's it's always the the, the same group and it's always the the, the same wing of, of of the party and now you're even seeing you know senators do it and 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 and, and representatives do it why did you do this or why did that happen and they always deflect and say well so-and-so did this or so-and-so well if you're gonna ask me about this why don't you ask so-and-so about something else and 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 i really i really don't don't know what's what's worse is is the 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 people who are saying this or, or the 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 people who are asking the questions that whenever this is the answer they just don't come back and say something like, well, whenever I, I, next time I have President Obama, I'll ask him that. But right now I'm asking you about what your president's doing. You know, I, I, I don't understand why this is being accepted and, and why people, and even whenever you talk to people, you know, socially, you know, you talk to people, you know, at work and say, do you believe, do you believe what these guys did? Well, yeah, well, how about whenever Obama did that? Or how about whenever Bush did this? Or, you know, how about whenever so-and-so stood on his head and, and tried to you know drink a beer upside down or you know they just make something i i don't i don't i don't get why the, this 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 ability this is necessary to, to the, the, this um, willingness to to what about things instead of just standing up for for and and, and owning what you did or said is being accepted because neither of us you or I, or most any other instructor or, or martial artist that I know, would, would put up with that on their floor. But we're all willing to put up with it on our television. And, the, the, and don't forget, these are people that we employ. You know, we don't we don't put up with it from, from people who are paying us. But yet we're willing to put up with it from, from people who we're paying. I, I don't I don't understand why why we're, we're let's still imagine let's imagine you're at work and and you um. And you take a, you're building the, you know, you're building a part, you put it together and you break it. The boss comes over and says, you know, um, that's, that's a $500 part you just broke. And then your response was, yeah, but, but George over there, he, 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 he broke one two years ago. <laughs> you know, what does that look like? looks like you're a child. Now this, this, um, this is actually one of those, you know, you got to give credit, the credit's due. And, and I, and I'm going to say Fox, but, it's um, I, I know they're they're more the mouthpiece. Um, the this whole taking basic debate strategies and implementing them into their new shows has been a tremendous, a, a tremendously beneficial idea for them. This um, deflecting, okay? They started it actually close to when. Uh, President Trump was elected. He started. That's when it really started to kick into high gear, and it was a great um, deflecting uh, tactic to just say, "Well, what about Hillary Clinton?" You know, and and picking something. Well, what well, Hillary did something? You know, Benghazi or whatever, and they wouldn't have to answer the questions then, and they could then steer the conversation into more comfortable waters and get out of the troublesome questions that they want to hear. As martial artists. We all, you know, we, Bruce Lee said it best when he said, you know, martial artist takes responsibility for his actions. You know, we, we do. So if something goes wrong, we're going to answer. We're going to be accountable for it. Um, this isn't so, this isn't the case. This is a lot of 
this deflecting is not wanting to take response, not wanting to take ownership. Um, it's a coward's way, in, in fact, to, to do that. Because your comment about, well, why didn't the reporter push on that question? Well, what about the guy or girl who deflected the, who deflected the answer? Who, who, you know, they're, they're cowards too. They're, they're more cowards because they, they won't even uh, accept taking on the, the, the tough question that, that's there. And so they'll just say something easy, like, you know, you know, well, President Obama, you know, did this or that, the other thing. And, and so, uh, you know, and what really shows the power of the propaganda of our, of our national news syndicate, our national uh, news body, Fox News, is that common people, you know, people who don't have a great deal of education, are using these arguments to great... Um, <laughs> To, 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 their, um, to their benefits. You know, they're able to engage with someone and, you know, don't even care what the, what the person's asking or, or commenting on. They just deflect it and then just come back with whatever Rush said 15 minutes earlier on his show. Well, what about Hillary Clinton and, uh, and uh, you know, Benghazi Gate or whatever. And so, um, I, you know, you, you think about the, this, this deflecting tactic um, I think it's, well, if I didn't want to answer a question, I would certainly do it. But like I said, a martial artist takes responsibilities for his actions. And I always have. I've always lived by that that role. And if I've done something wrong, I'm going to own up to it. I'm not going to hide from it. I'm going to say, yep, I did that. And I'm going to fix it. And I'm not going to do it again. And um, and it's just kind of, it's really shameful to see people do other things other ways. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's sad, and and what what's what saddens me even more is is the the our, our peers that that uh, enable these people to continue to do this. And if you, if you sit there and you talk to them, uh, and you say, well, why 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 did he do this, or you know, why 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 did our, our government decide to do that? Well, you know. Benghazi or Hillary's emails or, you know, Obama, this or that, or, you know, you know, Bush in, in the Middle East, he decided one day he's going to do this. And so, you know, you're making excuses. Why are you making, we, we don't, we do not make excuses. You know, that that's, that's, I don't care which art you, you, you practice. We do not make excuses. We, we will accept blame, even if it's un, un, undeserved. Which probably is a fault, but you know I'd much rather fault on that side than than the other. But you're right. You sit there and you say, you know what? Yep, that that was that was a bad move. I shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have done that. You know, I, I don't I don't support that. I don't understand why we did it, and we're gonna have to do better. But you, I I don't understand why why that that's so so terribly difficult to to do. I I, I would make the argument that you're, you're going to get a lot more people supporting you whenever you, 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 you show proper character than, than you would whenever you, you, you act like a child. But, you know, as long as you're going to continue to be rewarded for it, you're going to continue to do it. I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they get rewarded. They get rewarded. And that's, that's, a, that's a real shame, real sense, sense, a shame. And, and it, it, 
Yeah, Even look, look, Steve Bannon. He's reflecting. You know, we have a crisis on the southern border. Let's not talk about kids getting taken away from their parents. We have a crisis on the southern border, immigration. So there's a deflection right there. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, they just continue to get away with it. They're pros. They're pros at it. Yeah, and it's it, it, it's it's not right. People shouldn't be acting that way. They, they really shouldn't. Of course, of course, it, it, it's it's pretty simple. You, you you don't you don't like being put in that position. You you, you don't like people asking you questions about your, your actions or things you're doing. Don't do them. You know, don't 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 act like a fool, and you'll never be in a foolish foolish position. I like it. I like it. And you think about yin and yang. We're going down this this road of nobody taking any responsibility, deflecting questions. You know what? It's going to turn around, and we're going to get somebody coming in who is going to take responsibility, who will take things head on, not going to deflect. It'll it'll come back. I hope it's either that or we're going to become like uh, that movie Idiocracy. Yeah, one or the other, huh? Yeah. It's <laughs> not so really any any. There's there's no middle ground there. It's going to be one or the other. <laughs> So, let's uh, let's let's go back to to where our our arts have just have just started. I'm very bad at segues. In case you can't tell, I should have let you do this. But you're trying. I'm giving it help, but it's it's not working. Uh, would you uh, would you would you care to continue our education on uh, the secret origins of Akita? I would love that. You know, you know, I you know don't have to um, twist my arm real hard. Uh, for me to tap on that, I'll I'll jump on that any day. <laughs> you know, um, I did a lot of research. I did I did years and years of research on this, and and you know, being that I can uh, read and write and speak Chinese, I can read and write Japanese and speak it as well. It helps me with understanding the, the characters, um, and so as I was doing this research, there are a lot of things that became apparent to me that. Um, that might not be, um, uh, that wouldn't be apparent if somebody didn't know the language and were relying on other, you know, interpreters or translators to translate things. I'm not saying that makes me better. It absolutely doesn't make me better. Um, it, it, all I'm saying is, is that it gives me a unique angle. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a saying that all interpreters are liars. And when I heard that, I was pretty offended because I, I was a I was an interpreter um, for Japanese for, for a long time. Not as a you know, but you know, semi-professional. I was in computer. I was doing computer stuff, but because I spoke Japanese, I was working at a Japanese company. They always used me to interpret things when their Japanese groups came over. And so, um, so but anyway, the, the reason for that is that because people will put in their own understandings and their own experiences into a comment that's being made, and so. Uh, the reason that all interpreters are liars is that if you were to say something to me in Japanese, I'm going to interpret it the way that I would interpret it. That's that's from my upbringing, my background, my understanding of things. Somebody else from a different background would probably interpret it maybe a little different. So um, so when we look at uh, these, these things from history and um, we're trying to understand how things got started, there's lots of room for discussion and error. And one person isn't always right. I mean, history is is 
dynamic. And so lots of things come up, you know, like one of the comments that I hear quite often is that there is no record of Che Yong Soul in the Dai Toudiu Aikijutsu journals and therefore can't be true. Um, well, you know, that's not, I don't think you could say that because number one, there was a fire and a lot of the records were burned. So it could very well be that one of his records was burned. Number two, there are pictures of him with um, old pictures of him uh, that support his claims. And so these, these pictures are being held by private collectors, um, just like, you know, Egyptian artifacts are, <laughs> some are held by private collectors. It's the same thing with old martial arts things of value. Private collectors get their hands on them and they won't give up. I, I, um, so I know that these things are out there and that gives, gives credence um, to his, to Che Yong's sole claim of being with uh, Sotaku, um, Sokaku Takeda, uh, who was the samurai. Um, and in some capacity, I, I tend to believe that he was a manservant of some sort. Um, from what I've investigated and, and researched, but maybe not, who knows. Um, but we do know that he was highly trained and highly skilled. And we can look at the art of uh, Daitoju. We can look at the art of Aikido. We can look at the art of Aikijitsu, which, you know, the Aikijitsu that has stems back to Daitoju. And we can see the similarities in the way that techniques are numbered, structured, how they're done. Um, you know, in, in Aikido, we see a lot of, and it's in Japanese, it's called Dirimi techniques, a lot of entry uh, style techniques that are, that are being done. Um, you know, it, it's just, the, the, the commonality is, is just too much. And, it, and you can't just have, you just can't say that it's, he learned, he went to a couple seminars and that's all he did. No, it, it, he was trained. He was, he was trained for years. And so the reason I'm bringing this up again, and we did talk about this a couple of shows ago, but the reason I'm bringing this up is that it, it is um, a very controversial topic and people get uh, get very heated about it. It's just like Macintosh users and Windows users. I mean, they, they can, or, or Android users and iPhone users, they can really go toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh, their preferences of their systems. So same thing here. Um, but regardless, you know, Che Yong Sol was a highly skilled um, uh, practitioner of Aikijutsu, which I told you Aikijutsu. And when he went to Korea, he started a school. And um, this school, uh, one of his first students was, um, who we know now today as Dojimim Ji Han uh, He wasn't the first student. I think he was uh, number 14, black belt number 14, I believe. I have to double check that. I could be wrong. And I, I, and I yeah, oh, geez, that's terrible. I should read my notes <laughs> before I start here. <laughs> but, but you know, but uh, he um, was a very gifted, athletic, and skilled martial artist. I'm talking about Jian Jay, and he was the one who really gave us the art of Hapkido that we know it. Otherwise, it would just be a Korean version of Aikijutsu. So, just like in Korea. The word for judo is judo. You know, we would just be practicing. Uh, I think it's, um, you know, uh, the Aikijutsu. Uh, maybe they would call it um, uh, Yukon Sol or, or something like that, or uh, Yawarda, or, or however they would. They, like that's how um, I know Chang Sol used to call it a lot. Was uh, Yawarda, um, just you know, the, like techniques. But 
the uh, when when Jian Jay learned what he learned, he infused it. Okay, he infused it with skills that he had also learned from from other instructors. When I spoke with um, with and I spoke with him a number of times, but one one conversation really stands out to me. And it was uh, when he was with his master, uh, uh, Lee, and Master Lee asked him to demonstrate one of his Aikijutsu moves, and I think he tried to do a Z-lock on him, and Lee didn't respond. And dropped and uh, wasn't hurt, and just stood there and looked at him. If you ever go to a, a, an Aikido school, a real Aikido school, and you try to do a, a Hapkido-style Z-lock, on an Aikido practitioner, they will stand there and look at you, okay? Because one, they've, they're people who practice for a long time develop, um, you know, flexibility and, and tolerance. Um, but two, the lock that's being done is an Arimi-based lock. And, and um, the Arimi-based locks uh, really require a lot, there's a lot to it. And so a lot of people learn the Z-lock or the S-lock in Aikido but they don't really practice it a lot or enough, and so they can't really do it real well. And it's a technique that takes a long time uh, to learn. But regardless, that's what happened with Jian uh, Jay. And he's, he's standing there trying to execute this move, and it doesn't do anything to him. And then he said, and then uh, his instructor goes, "Here, how about if I did this? Here, let me try it to you, and uh, let me try doing this." And he, um, what I believe he did was he dropped a little bit of weight underside, and he dropped. Jian Jay right to the ground. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> and he said that that really opened his eyes. That there are lots of different um, ways of executing techniques that and, and things that you can add in. And so, when we look at and by the way, I, I didn't mean the, um, the, the. So okay, I'll get back to that. The um, so he studied uh, what we know uh, today as um, what he called Samrong Do, or basically Samrong, the art of the three cadets, which in itself is a huge, long uh, story, which we'll, we'll talk about another time. But uh, this infusion of Samrong into the Aikijutsu, plus uh, Jian Jay then incorporated a lot of kicks, which have some Taekwondo roots, some uh, Taekwondo roots, some... Uh, you know, they, he took what he thought would be the most effective um, kicks that that could be executed on the street um, effectively, and he put them into the art. Whereas before, the, the Aikijutsu didn't have these things. They didn't have these movements and, and techniques of Samrong, and they didn't have these kicks that we found um, that were Jian Jay was bringing in. And so he then infused these and came the art that we know today of Aikido. And so when we look at who do we call the founder of Aikido, I think that it's just to say that Jihan Jay is the founder of it. Now, when Aikido started to explode, Jihan Jay was very loyal to his uh, instructor, Chaeyong Sol. And he actually made Chaeyong Sol president of Aikido one of the first um, Hapkido organizations that they, that they created. 
And that was because of loyalty to, to him and to, because of the respect that he had um, for Che and Soul. And, and that's kind of why to, to, these day, to this day, there's that confusion of who is the founder of Alpaquito? Like, is it Che Young Soul or is it, you know, Jay? Well, you know, I think uh, Che Young Soul is really the father, one of the fathers of Alpaquito. I think I think it's right to say John Jay is the is the founder. He created it. You know, we don't have that same type of thing in the art of Shotokan Karate. Shotokan Karate, everybody knows it was Funakoshi, Engine Funakoshi, Master Funakoshi. He was the founder of the art. Now, he also had three instructors. You know, he had Matsumura Sensei, he had um, uh, Azato Sensei, he had Itosu Sensei. Uh, so you know, well, well, how come they're not the founders of Shotokan? So you, you know, you you. You look at the person who really made the art, what it is today that you're practicing, and that really to me is uh, says who the founder is. And that's why, you know, I I side with um, Dojin and GRJ being the founder of the art of Kiba. Was the, uh, the um, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the Shotokan uh, situation or dynamic simply because they had better records? So it was, it was very easy to 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 follow a um, maybe not a lineage is the word I'm looking for, but they were they were it was very easy to uh, to to determine who the actual father of the art was simply because there there was better documentation of what was going on, whether it be just uh, eyewitness accounts or something written down or, or something like that. So you know the, their stuff wasn't burned in a fire someplace. Yes. <laughs> No, that's a you made a great point. You made a great point because there's a number of things that go into it. With with Shotokan Karate, Funakoshi uh, was the was the leader, and he died the leader. In the art of Aikido, Ueshiba was the founder, the leader, and died as the founder. There's there's lots of other arts. I mean, you know, there's Yoseikan Aikido. There's you know, um, all types of Aikido versions from their students after Aikikai Aikido. I mean, there's all types of versions that uh, came after Ueshiba, but everybody recognizes that Ueshiba was a founder. Same thing with Shotokan. You know, there's SKA, JKA. There's all types of Shotokan out there, Olympic style, you know, no man style, tanks of O style. Everybody has a different uh, version of Shotokan, but everybody recognizes Ginjin uh, Fotokoshi as the director. Now, what about Hapkido? Why is there this gray area? I think that there's two reasons. One, Jianjie purposely pushed Che Yong Sol up and into the found up into the leadership president founder's role. Okay, and not a lot of people don't understand that he did that. He wanted, even though Hapkido was his art, he wanted uh, Che Yong Sol to be the leader. And the, the, the second is that. Um, during the, uh, the presidential assassination the, uh, in Korea, um, Jian Jae took responsibility and was imprisoned. Now, the actual charge was tax evasion or something like that, but you know everybody knew what the real reason was, um, and he was it was basically lost face, and so a lot of people didn't want to be associated with him anymore. Um, in fact, everybody didn't want to be associated with him anymore. And so it was very convenient that Chaim Sol was put in that position already um, because then everybody just went right over to him and said, here's, here's our founder of, of, of the art. Um, you know, it was very tragic for Jian Jay to go through that. 
Um, you know, but he took he took ownership. He didn't deflect. Uh, <laughs> you know, he took ownership, even though it wasn't really his fault. He took ownership and he suffered for it. I mean, he, he was <laughs> banished from the country, went to Germany for years. He went to California, lived in New Jersey with uh, Grandmaster McKenzie for a long time. I mean, uh, he, he's never really he he's never really uh, been given the credit uh, that he's that he deserves. Um, so when I think about, uh, you know, like when, when people have a chain souls picture up on their, in their happy studio, that's great. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that's kind of what, that's what GNJ wanted. So that's, it's fine. But, but also when you start to dig deep into the art, I think when you start digging deeper and deeper into the art, then you realize that you actually need both men's pictures up on the wall. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. I, 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 uh, I, I wondered, you know, I, and it, it, it's it's a shame that 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 people are, are are so willing to to discount things that that happen, especially when whenever it's it, it's sort of coming from the source, you know, and 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 a, a lot of 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 you know what what, what you're saying. You know, obviously, it's coming from from a, a, a reputable source, if not the source itself. What, why, why are people so so unwilling to, to accept the uh, what is essentially an eyewitness account of of, of what happened? Now, martial arts are a funny thing. Yeah, they're a fickle thing. It's a funny. It's. Yeah, you get uh, like it, 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 it. The similarity I find is with people with software and with gadgets. I mean, you get you get into camps, and it's just like like a holy war. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm pretty. I, I, I tend to think of myself as being someone who's open minded, and I, you know, I don't have any. I, you know, when you say the, the term "skin in the game," it's, I, maybe I don't. That's not the right thing to say, but it's like I don't. I don't really care. I, I just want to know the truth. You know, it doesn't really matter to me. I just, I just, I'm someone who wants to know. I'm hungry for the truth. I want to know the truth. I want to see. I want to know the history. I want to know what what lies behind it. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna, um, you know, diminish my opinion of somebody. There's an art that um, I found out. I'm not. I'm not gonna say the names here because I would be doing with disrespect. But there was somebody who came into Pittsburgh, a very, very famous person in the martial arts. And you know what? I found out they didn't have a very good background. <laughs> Um, you know, what they did to get to where they were. And, but you know what? I still look uh, at them in their body of work and they do, they've done great thing and, and great service to the community and, and all. And so it's like, well, you know, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I'm not, I'm never going to throw a stone. I, I, you know, I just want to know what the truth is because, you know, you'll hear so many negative things. Oh my God! You know, you you know what it's like. You go on any of these boards or, you know, Facebooks posts. People just go off the deep edge, um, and and criticizing it. And and it's like, why why do you need to? What what? You know what? So somebody does something wrong in the past. You know what? And then they, and then for twenty five years they made up they made up for it. Give them a break. Look at look at their. You know you can't. Everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes. You know, but I try to I try to improve on it. You know, it's when 
you know, like I tell people when, when they do something wrong, or, or you know, a student comes in and says like, well, you know, they did something wrong, like they, they stole something or they hurt somebody. And I said, well, you know what, now you got to make up for it by doing five times more things right than the one thing you did wrong. So, but what a, what, a, what a good Catholic you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, God is smiling on the Catholics because uh, here we see uh, Mexico here. Hey, messing me back. <laughs> so, you know, um, I want to talk about, uh, uh, we'll talk about next time, maybe or next one after that. I want to talk about some of these um, these off these other things that Gian Jay learned. Um, I think that they're very fascinating. Uh, the other skill sets that he brought that we now use that's been in, I keep saying infused like a chef. I'm going to infuse the sushi with. <laughs> Bam! We're gonna have that. We're gonna have to have a conversation. Yeah. Bam! So, so you know, but I, I think that. The art was it was really infused with a lot of great different things, and then you know that's what makes it so wonderful. Uh, it really you can study, like you know. Well, anyway, I'm not I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, you can do so many different things uh, within. It's not just a, um, we're not just narrow boxed. It, it, it's wide open. Yeah, and we, we do that. You you and I do that a lot. You know. We, we really do, but I, I think it's pretty indicative of, of uh, most folks in in, in in the arts. You know, we we don't uh, we don't stray too far from our strengths, but we, we do find we do find things that that uh, enhance what, what we do. You know, it's 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 one thing to 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 be able to 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 cook, but it's also another thing to know what what spices you can put in there to to make your sauce a little bit better. Is a, is a good one. Yes, you know we do play to our strengths and and to you know the ability to be able to fight and win. And you know that kind of leads me into my next question, which is um, who would win in a fight between Donald Trump and uh, the President of Canada, Mr. Trudeau? You are um, so good at this. You All right, so President Trump is one and one. He uh, he lost to Vladimir Putin uh, in his first match. But then he came storming back um, and won his match against Kim Jong-un. So now he's going up against, is it, is it what's his first name? Terry? Jerry? Justin. Huh? Justin. 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 Justin, right, Justin Trudeau. So now he's going up against uh, Justin Trudeau. All right. Your thoughts? Uh, boy, Trudeau's a beast, actually. He's... he's uh... Now again, we're we're, ta we're taking Trump in his prime. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Senators are the same age. So it it would it would basically be 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 Trump Trudeau now versus what Trump would have been whenever at, at, at Trudeau's age because basically he's in his prime right about that. or close enough to it, it, to make the better comparison. Um. See, I don't know what background. I have no background. I, I have no knowledge at all of what Trudeau's background is, but I think I'm going to give him the edge, and, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you why. It, it the guy is is 
built very powerfully. He's a very, very physically strong human being. So he definitely has discipline because you, you just don't get that way without it. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that because of his, his demeanor and how he, he's, he, nothing really rattles him. He doesn't really get, get, uh, he doesn't really get taken off his game. That he he has some confidence in in, in himself and what he's doing. Uh, uh, Trump never did. I think that's pretty apparent. You just don't turn into this. You so just don't, don't start just behaving the way he does overnight. That's that that was that's an accumulation. Uh, I'll say true that. Okay. Well, it's not, you know, I was looking at, yeah, they're both actually very similar. Both come from, uh, you know, basically silver spoon in the mouth um, upbringing. Uh, never really had to do um, anything hard. Neither of them really played any sport. Neither of them had any type of real martial training. So you got two guys coming in with who are pretty much the same. The difference would be that, you know, uh, President Trump comes in with uh, East Coast New York attitude. Um, whereas uh, President Trudeau comes in with the uh, you know nice guy uh, Canadian um, <laughs> nice guy Canadian personality, so I think it's going to come down to who's the meaner of the two, and I'm going to have to go with President Trump. So that's going to take it to the judges' board. So I think after three rounds, we don't have a decisive winner, and so sir, do you have a coin? Oh yeah, you know what? I might. I I just don't know where. Um, you know what? I can ask. You can have Google flip a coin. So okay, we're gonna have Google flip a coin, and we're gonna see. Okay, heads, Trump wins. Tails, Trudeau wins. Hey Google, flip a coin. I don't know if you heard it or not, but but uh, Google said heads. Heads, President Trump wins. <laughs> he is now two and one. Okay. Yeah, you know what? You take it to when it goes to the judges, you never know what's going to happen. So. <laughs> you never want to get into cards, do you? You always want to win it in the ring. <laughs> All right. So he's two and one now. Wow. He's building up a good record there. Look at that. Look at that. All right. So we got to think about who he's going to take on next week. Um, I still think he should take on Merkel. It should, should be a, a mixed match. He's gonna lose. That's. <laughs> She's got that whole uh, East German. Been uh, her for two weeks. <laughs> He's got that whole East German uh, swim team uh, stuff going on. There. <laughs> she doesn't even have to hit him. She just has to give him a look. At him, that's all. <laughs> I will break you. <laughs> that mother's looking. I'd say you're done. <laughs> so, all right. Now, good conversation, sir. Thank you. Look forward to next time. Oh, before we go, we have we have one segment we, we, we forgot. And that is our, our newest segment. And that is uh, who influenced you in the martial arts and why? So this is a, uh, a, a continuing segment that we're going to have. So it really, it's not just a one-off. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll defer to you. Who, uh, who, who was one of your influences and why? Doesn't again? It doesn't necessarily. We're not. We're not ranking anybody in any order. Just you know, okay. 
if, if we're doing this properly, we should have a few, right? So who, oh, yeah. who, who is yours and what? I think I'm going to go back to when I was about nine, ten years old when I first started training. It was with uh, um, his name was Master Wong, um, Kung Fu style, Eagle style. Um, and he's the one who really uh, got me interested in martial arts. Um, he was crazy as far as stances go. Holy cow. Um, really worked, really taught me a lot. And he taught me a lot about pain, too. I'll never forget, um, we were, uh, he got hit with a, uh, with a puck, hockey puck. He got hit, um, and, and, and he just turned, and it's like, shook it right off. Like, it didn't even phase him. And I knew that hurt. I mean, it was like, crack. You know, and I'm like, holy crap, I'd be crying and couldn't walk for a week. You know? <laughs> and and I've always, I always admired that of him, that, that being able to tolerate pain and not, and not show it. And so, yeah, he was a big influence to me. How about you? Oh, uh, my earliest influence, probably my, my, uh, the, the, the person who, who probably influenced me the, the, the most uh, and is, is still uh, I, I still consider one of, one of my instructors it is uh, uh, Master Steve Fine up, up in Cleveland Greater Cleveland Self-Defense uh, he he really gave me a lot of uh, a, a lot of, of direction Whenever it came to everything, I, I was I was I was doing. I was I was a rather low rank. Whenever the the well, low, not low rank. I was blue or purple, somewhere in there. Whenever uh, um, the 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 school that I was I was attending started it, its downward spiral, and he uh, he he really gave me what I, I he gave me the, 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 the things that that a school should have given given a, a student and and the one I was at failed miserably at, at doing uh, his place was the very the first place I ever went to a seminar uh, he was he was hosting uh, master David Revis and that was the very first seminar I ever went to and uh, that was really an eye opener for me. It really showed me how, how how things were supposed to be done and how it was supposed to happen. And talking with him over over the years, and uh, it's he's still uh, he he just he uh, he was my uh, my well, he still is my shirt. I just test whenever I tested for my fourth stand in, in ICHF, it was under him. I was a month ago. Uh, still. A, a huge influence on 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 my martial arts and my approach to students and and how I how I do things and uh, still had the hardest s lock that I ever felt in my life. I mean, it was just I I, I do not remember anybody that much older than me inflicting as much pain on me as, as he did. It was it was it was it was truly yeah. It was it was a magical experience. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, that was probably my my my. You know, you always say you never forget your first, right? And it's funny how, how we, <laughs> we we both picked our first one, which is which is which is kind of kind of cool. Good stuff. So, sir, we will uh, we'll we'll end it there, and uh, we will uh, we will we will talk a little bit during the week. I I, I would I would think uh, we had a we had a pretty nice class yesterday last last night. Actually, I had two of my students that they came down with me last night, and uh, it, it it worked out pretty well. We we had a, we had a we had a really good time. Excellent. And so, take care of yourself. Uh, I will I will talk to you during the week. And then we'll, uh, we'll we'll pick this up again next week. Sounds good. All right. Okay. So thank you very much. Be safe. And for everybody else, please, uh, in, in, in case you, if you like the show, please uh, subscribe, hit the like button, hit, hit that little that the little bell to let you know when we're on. Uh, you have no idea how much we appreciate it and how much it means to us and to uh, to to have this this feedback and to have people liking and enjoying what we're doing. Uh, we just topped 100 subscribers, so please let, let's keep up, keep it up, help us out a little bit. Uh, it's going to go a long way with what we want to do with this. So, thank you all very much, and we'll see you all next week. Bye bye.